Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. So our guest speaker tonight is Candace, and you can start coming up, Candace. So Candace, um, yeah, give it up for Candace. Many of you guys know her. Um, interesting, she's a mom of teenagers, so she can relate to some of the stuff, and, and some older ones too. But um, she used to be a youth leader, pretty consistent here, and she still works with youth somewhat, and she loves teenagers. But she loves teenagers so much, she decided to go back to college and become a licensed therapist so she could help teenagers get through life. And so super good, super uh, knows what she's talking about, so we want to pay attention. We want to give, uh, give her deep respect. So thank you, Candace. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Good. We have a really heavy topic tonight. Um, I'm checking my time. A couple things have changed since the last time I spoke um, to you guys. Some of you will remember, some of you won't. I am now officially old and have to wear glasses. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I'm upset, but it's okay. Um, Tonight, we're going to talk about a pretty heavy topic. So I really do appreciate you guys paying attention. It's going to be kind of It's going to be a little heavy, um, but I hope it will also be informative. Um, So I do want to just say I do love teenagers. I I think you guys are really awesome, okay? Can I get a shout-out for that? I mean, yeah, you guys are really, really awesome. I love working with teenagers. Um, And tonight we're going to talk about loneliness. Do you? Who was here last week? Raise your hand if you were here last week. Okay, so you heard Jerry talk about depression, Um, and what was really cool about what Jerry said was that he talked about emotions are indicators, right, not instigators. In other words, emotions indicate into our body, into our mind that something's going on. We need to work through it. We need to process it. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, I just want to kind of use this chair to start. Um, I want you to think about your life, your, your um, I don't know, body, I don't know, as being four parts, okay? And it's each leg of the chair. You have your mental, right? You have your physical body. You have your emotions, that's your emotional health, and then you have your spiritual health, okay? That's each leg is one of these. Now, sometimes people focus on mental health and they forget all the other things, and the chair is only standing on one leg. Can a chair stay standing up when it's on one leg? No. If you have one leg that doesn't work, will the chair stand up? No, it's going to fall over. You need to work and process all four of these areas of your life, okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about loneliness. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I think culture has done you guys a disservice, because, and me too, and adults as well, because I hear all the time, um, you live your truth, right? Do you guys ever hear that? Uh, You do you, boo. Am I right? Is that something? Okay. Um, uh, What's true for me may not be true for you, okay? So I'm just here to tell you that's a load and not a good load. That's bad. That's bad thinking, Um, And I'll tell you why. Whenever you say, 
Um, or YOLO, you only live once, might as well do whatever I want, right? Whenever we hear those messages, what tends to happen is that we kind of do whatever we desire, right? Whatever we want to do. When we do whatever we want to do, we end up becoming selfish. When you become selfish and focus on yourself, guess what happens? You become lonely because life's really not about you. It's not about me, okay? So we're going to talk about this tonight. So that's kind of the opening for loneliness. Let's move to the next slide. Um, I just want to kind of give you some statistics. Two out of every five Americans sometimes or always feel isolated from others and that their relationships are not meaningful. Let me tell you what that looks like here. I would say there's at least 100 kids here around that. That means 40 of you, almost half of you, Sometimes or always feel isolated and that your relationships are not meaningful. That's what that means, okay? One out of every four Americans rarely or never feel as though there are people that really understand and connect with them. That's like 25 of you, okay, in a room like this. Um, so as you can see, that doesn't look real good. And I don't think that feels very good. Um, the reason that this is a, a very important topic for me is because <clears throat> the emotion, loneliness, the feeling of loneliness is what changed my life when I was 14 years old. Took me from where I was going and completely changed everything for me. And I'm going to talk more about my story as we go through. I felt this way. And what's really weird about it is I was a cheerleader I was happy all the time at school. I had boyfriends. I was popular. Is that hard to believe? Did you guys giggle because I said that? Is that hard to believe? I'll have to show you some pictures. I was cute back then. Um, and yet, when I would go home or when I was by myself, I was lonely. Okay? So it doesn't really matter what it looks like for you. It doesn't matter if you're popular. It doesn't matter if you're not popular. Everyone struggles with loneliness. Did you know there's over 100 types of loneliness? You can be lonely for many reasons. You could be lonely because your parents are, got divorced. You could be lonely because you don't have any friends. Uh, you could be lonely because you have a disability. You can be lonely because you struggle with a sin and you can't stop sinning, right? And so you feel lonely because you just can't stop. So let's move on. What is loneliness? Loneliness is the distressed feeling of being alone or separated, and it's possible to feel lonely while you're with other people, and some people can be alone and not feel lonely. So let's define these terms, social isolation. So with COVID, everybody knows what that means. That's when you live alone or you're alone. You guys probably during COVID stayed in your home or stayed with your family. Um, that's social isolation. You don't necessarily feel lonely when you're isolated, but you can. Next slide. All right, this is what loneliness feels like. It feels like you're empty, feels like you're alone, and it feels like you're unwanted. Um, what's interesting about this is that this is the opposite of what God created you for. He did not want you to be empty. He wanted you to be full of his spirit. 
He did not want you to be alone. He wanted you to do life with him, and he wanted you to do life with other Christ followers. And you are not unwanted. God created you for a purpose. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. Like, he loves you. And one thing that I think is really interesting, I think in, te- in teenagers, you guys don't want to be different, right? It's like, I got to be, am I like them? Do I have the same hair? Do I have the, am I like this friend? But what's interesting is that God created you to be different. Nobody has the same fingerprints. You were meant to be unique. You were meant to do something on the earth that somebody else cannot do or wasn't meant to do, okay? God created you that way. So loneliness, a lot of times, is the opposite of the connection that God wants us to have. Okay, moving on. I took a very, um, you know, I would say valid poll on Instagram and asked some people, what does loneliness feel like to them? And this is what they said, not having someone to relate to, being misunderstood, I'm sorry, but I feel misunderstood all the time. I, am I alone? Do you guys feel that way? Like, I feel like I say something and people are like, mm, they don't really understand what I'm saying or what I'm doing. Feeling lost with no direction. The absence of comfort, security, and love. No point in living or existing. There's no place I belong. So one thing, I don't know if you guys know, you probably do, is humans want to belong. It's, it's our nature. We want to belong. That's why Jesus is so awesome, is because we do belong in the family of God. He wants us. He pursues us. Um, one person wrote, not a single person values me enough to want to do life with me. Honestly, that all feels very sad, um, But I think what's really important, and I think it's on the next slide, is that loneliness is not something that was just created in your generation. Loneliness has been around since the beginning of time. Okay, this is David, and this is what he said. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. The opposite of loneliness is connection, the connection that will help us not be lonely. The connection when I was 14 years old that helped me not want to die was the connection with God, okay? That is the cure for loneliness. Now, I'm not saying that's the cure for things that make you lonely. For some of you, your parents are, are divorced. That was one of my stories. And they may never get back together. And that's, that feels not good, you know? There's some of you that are struggling with addictions, even at your age. There's some of you that, uh, you know, don't feel loved or wanted, Um, you have to process those things. You have to work through those things. And that's one thing I really liked about what Jerry said. Um, You have guidance counselors. You have Pastor Jackson. You have all these youth leaders. You have Christian therapists. You have your parents. 
if you can go to your parents and they can talk to you or take you to a therapist or let you meet with Jackson or something, do that. We all have to process when we feel lonely. Um, I want to I wanna talk about so much, but I know it's coming, so let's move on and then we'll, um, I'll share more about this. So <clears throat> pay attention to what I'm going to say. This is very, very important. Um, the reason loneliness is a struggle for teenagers, now hear me out, Older uh, people, 80s, 70s, 60s, they struggle with loneliness too. Moms, single moms struggle with loneliness. Everybody struggles with loneliness. The reason loneliness is hard for teenagers is because of this. Your brain is still developing. Your emotional regulation is still developing. And so loneliness can feel more intense, okay? So it would be like something happens, it makes you mad, your brains, not all of you, but some of you, and this is common for teenagers, can sometimes get so angry you punch a wall. You're not regulating your emotions very well. Does anybody, can anybody relate to that? Yes, it's true. Some adults can't do it either. I get it. But it is common at your age, okay? So that's why loneliness is a little harder for you sometimes. Another thing that happens is there's a process, a natural process of identity for teenagers, okay? It's called identity versus role confusion. Erickson came up with this. Um, he's, you know, the, these are men's ideas. I always take scripture above man's ideas. But these types of things help us to understand some things. Teenagers, you guys, you really pay attention to how other people view you. Okay, so how others view you help you make decisions about whether you're good or bad, strong or weak, ugly or beautiful. Okay, adults do this too, but you guys really do this a lot. And what's interesting is that it doesn't even matter how they view you. If you perceive them to view you a certain way, you are going to imagine that's what's happening. Let me give you an example. You're going into a party or a school something, the cafeteria, I don't know. And somebody that you like, you go to say hi to, and they don't talk to you. Okay, if you perceive that they don't like you, or if you perceive they're mad at you, you will think you've done something wrong. Or you could think, not everybody does this. You could think that. But it could be they didn't hear you. Could be that they're having a bad day, and they just aren't talking to anybody that day. So for teenagers and the way that you're, like, forming your identity, this is a big issue, okay? You really do view yourself based on how other people view you, which can lead to loneliness and makes loneliness harder for you guys. Okay, moving on. All right, loneliness and mental health. I'm going to say a few things here, okay? Uh, loneliness can lead to sadness and depression. Loneliness is not a mental health disorder, okay? It can lead to a mental health disorder if you don't process and talk it through with somebody, all right? So if you're feeling feelings of loneliness, you need to talk to somebody. You need to process it. Um, but it's not a mental health disorder. And let me just tell you, uh, therapists have a manual. Jerry talked about it last week. We have a manual that helps us diagnose people and mental health disorders. The manual is detailed. It's not easy to diagnose someone. Um, you have to have certain criteria, and it has to be for a certain length of time. If you use drugs and alcohol, 
that changes everything when you diagnose, okay? So it's a really, it's a science, it's a big deal. So TikTok is not gonna give you a mental health diagnosis. Isn't this a thing? Am I right? Oh, if you do this, then you have this. I had a young adult come to me recently and say, I think I have ADHD. I got out my manual and I said, do you have this, this? No, 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 no. Okay, no, you do not have ADHD. You're just fidgety, all right? Just because you're lonely does not mean that you are depressed. If you do not process that, you could become depressed. That's true, but it doesn't mean that, all right? Okay, moving on. All right, loneliness and physical health. This is going to blow your mind. Loneliness is just as dangerous as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. There is research for this, and I'm going to talk about some research because I think it's so cool. Loneliness impairs health by raising levels of stress and inflammation in your body, and it is shown to lower immunity, disrupt sleep, and create metabolic and hormone imbalances. Really, if you feel lonely, I would encourage you to talk to somebody. I really would. It can't hurt. You have youth leaders in this room that would love to talk to you about this and pray with you. Okay, we're going to move on because I think um, time is of the essence. Okay, so how do we decrease loneliness? I'm going to talk about three things, okay? I'm going to warn you. I'm going to talk about social media. But here's the thing. I'm not bashing you guys for using social media. I love social media. I love those reels, you know, those funny things. I love all that stuff. But we're going to talk about something that I think is very interesting. So next slide, please. All right. First, let's talk about how do we decrease loneliness? Connection. Can you guys just repeat after me? Connection. Remember that. How do we decrease loneliness? Connection. God's word talks about it. The Lord God said it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This is marriage, man and a woman. 1 Peter 4.8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing, 1 Thessalonians. And John 13.34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is only four scriptures. The Bible is full of this theme of connection, connection to God, connection to people, loving each other, encouraging each other. Um, moving on, next one. All right, super cool study. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this. This is called the Harvard Study of Adult Development. It's been going on since 1938. This study has been going on for 85 years. Longest study that's ever been conducted is still going on. And it has the lowest dropout rate of participants, which I think is fascinating. It started with 268 Harvard sophomores. It expanded to include these men's 1,300 offspring because back in 1938, Harvard was an all-male school, okay? Now it includes the families and includes many other people. Um, 85 years of research, one conclusion. There's a TED Talk and there's a book about this. One conclusion. Close relationships are what keep people happy and healthy. That's the one conclusion. Now, sure, there's other things they've gleaned from the research, but that's the big main point, connection. Okay, moving on. Three lessons from this study. Loneliness kills, okay? I'm not saying you're going to die. Please hear me out. I'm saying if you are lonely when you're alone in your room or when you're with other people, you need to talk to somebody, you need to process that. 
okay? It's not good to let it be. Quality over quantity. Quality friendships are better than the quantity of your friendships. If you don't have friends, just get one. Find one friend. Pray, look, put yourself out there, and find one friend. And we're going to talk about friends in a minute. Strong relationships are good for the mind and the body. This is good for your health, right? So connection is good for your spiritual health. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your emotional health. And it's good for your, what's the last one? Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. Thank you. Okay, next slide. The mental health and social media connection. We can move on to the next slide. Okay, what I want you to look at, I'm just going to be really brief here, is that there, um, there's research that shows starting in 2012, these four behaviors increased. Suicide, self-poisoning, major depressive disorder, I mean episode, and depressive symptoms. Uh, loneliness can lead to all of these things, okay? So 2012 to 2018, this is even before the pandemic. And let me say when the pandemic happened, uh, mental health um, outcomes that were negative increased. And girls, listen to me if you're a girl, they increased for girls a little bit more than boys. So girls, you need to talk to somebody if you're having any struggles like this, okay? Boys too, but girls, it's a little bit higher in you. All right, so the researchers studied. What happened? What happened from 2012 to 2018? They studied the economy. They studied the world events. They couldn't figure it out. There's only one thing that changed. 2012, go back, please. 2012, 50% of people had social media and cell phones. By 2018, 81% of people had social media, had cell phones, and by 2018, internet use doubled, okay? That's the only thing that they can figure happened. And look at the, the uh, symptoms that increased because of it. Now, this is the point where everyone starts to think, oh, you're telling me not to use social media. I'm not saying that. I really like social media. This is what I'm telling you. Next slide. Heavy users of digital media are more likely to be unhappy, depressed, or have risk factors for suicide. Just decrease. Look on your phones. You guys know how to do it. You can tell how many hours you're on Snap, Insta, all the things. Decrease it by 25%. Decrease it by an hour a day. That's all you have to start with. I'm not saying don't do anything on your phones or social media, but decrease it. Um, I wish I had more time. I would tell you that I grew up in a time where we didn't have cell phones and social media. That's great. I'm, I'm old. I mean, really. Um, so I didn't have this issue, and I was still lonely at 14 years old, okay? Um, so I'm just asking you to decrease. That's, that's what I'm asking you to do because this is what happens. When you decrease that use, you increase connection with people. It's kind of natural, kind of what happens, all right? Next slide. All right, loneliness and friendship. Research shows that people who actively decide to improve social relations become happier, and social media creates an imbalanced comparison. Let me just tell you, this is what happens. You get on your uh, Insta, you get on your, um, all your other platforms you use, and you see that your friend is in Bali with their family, and you're at home doing your homework, and you're like, man, my life sucks, right? Am I right? Here's the problem. You compared 
your normal everyday life with somebody's once-in-a-lifetime experience, it makes no sense at all to compare. First of all, we're not supposed to compare ourselves. It's, it's a silent enemy. It just never works out. But on social media, we have filters. We have people posting what they're eating at Disney, which is amazing, but it's always the good, right? And so you cannot compare your life to that. It's never going to work out. Increase connection in friendships face-to-face, all right? And that will decrease your loneliness. Okay, next slide. All right, connection. One of the things that I've noticed with teenagers is that you guys sometimes have a hard time making friends, uh, and sometimes you make friends that are not good for you, okay? Sometimes I think you make friends based on who's around you, maybe who sits next to you in school or who's on your sports team. doesn't necessarily mean that they're good friends. So I thought, why not show you what good friends look like? You're not going to find anybody with all of these, like, characteristics, but these are the things to look for. Just and kind, pursuing righteousness, wise, unconditionally loving, close and committed, teachable, level-headed and self-controlled, honest, trustworthy, edifying. Let me just tell you something. If your friends are gossiping about other people, they're gossiping about you too. That's the truth, okay? Choose good friends. Scripture is full full of things about friends. Who you choose to hang around with is going to be a really big deal for you. Um, Okay, next slide. Loneliness and the meaning in life. Research shows that reduced meaning in life is a crucial predictor to the feeling of loneliness. Meaning in life means the ability to attach value and significance to life. So let me explain what this means. If you do not think you are valuable, if you do not think your life is significant, if you do not think you were created for a purpose, if you don't think you have something to add to this world, you may not have meaning in life, okay? This is where I was at 14 years old. I was in a home of divorced parents being raised by a single mom. I was alone all the time. And I looked happy at school, but when I came home and I was by myself, um, I was miserable and I thought my life didn't matter. So I got so lonely that I said, I don't want to live anymore. And God rescued me and he let me live. I didn't end up dying like I tried to. And because of that, I had to go to counseling. That was mandated. You had to do that when you had a suicide attempt. And What happened is in the office, the counselor told me that there was someone that loved me unconditionally. And I was like, who? And she said this name, and the name was Jesus. And I was like, I don't even know who that guy is. I didn't grow up. You couldn't, my mom would not allow us to have a Bible in our home because of the way she grew up. I didn't know about God. I didn't know about Jesus. You guys are blessed to hear about God on the weekly. Um, She told me about him. And then I just started to, like, read and and learn and ask people. And one um, day, someone invited me to church. Uh, They'd never invited me before. I didn't even know they went to church, uh, a friend of mine. And I went to church, and um, there was an altar call. And they said, "Um, if you want to know Jesus, come up 
and cry out to him, and I did. And the miraculous thing was that my loneliness was instantly gone. I didn't feel lonely. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel unwanted. I didn't feel unworthy anymore. That, that is real. That's a connection with God. That's a connection with the value and significance that God created you for. He created you for a purpose. He created you to be on this earth, and he created you with gifts and talents. He made you look a certain way, and he made sure that you were different from everybody else. That's beautiful. You're special. We're all special in that way. And he loves us, and he pursues us. And if you want to decrease your loneliness, you have to increase meaning in life. And the next slide will tell you. Meaning in life can only come from Jesus. Um, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then the one verse that, you know, everybody talks about, but I love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God doesn't condemn you for your sin. He sent his son to pay the price for your sin. That's not condemnation. That's freedom. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I just want to end by saying that uh, living a life for Jesus is radical. I think it's a gangster life. I mean, you're loving people that hate you. Who does that, right? You're, you're stepping out in faith and doing things God's called you to do that nobody else is doing. Who does that? It is the most radical thing I've ever done in my life. And it's the only thing that has allowed me to have peace in my soul. So I want to give you guys the opportunity, but I want to I first just cover the three things again. Remember, decrease social media, okay, so you can increase connection, so that you can decrease loneliness. Increase connection with friends, one, one friend, one quality friend, okay? And increase your connection with God. Um, we're going to take a time right now, and we're going to reflect. We're going to listen to a beautiful song. And this is what I want you to reflect on. I want you to reflect on, first of all, do you feel lonely? If you do, do you feel lonely when you're alone in your room? Or do you feel lonely when you're at school? Or do you just feel lonely because you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life? Because if that's the case, if you are anything like me, you can run to this altar. During this quiet time, you can come up here to this altar and you can cry out to God and say, I need you. Uh, I can't live life without you. It's meaningless and I need meaning in my life. Um, Maybe you have friends who are lonely and you don't know what to do. Connection, connection. Help them get to somebody that can help them process. Again, guidance counselors, Pastor Jackson, your youth leaders, your parents, therapists, good Christian therapists. There's many of them out there, okay? 
process loneliness. Do not suffer in silence. Um, So we're going to start the song, and I'm going to ask you guys to just kind of meditate during this song, and then Pastor Jackson will lead you. That was awesome, Candice. Thank you. Yeah, so just like she said, this is a time where we're getting in the zone. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Three minutes. Three minutes. Even for me, like I promise you, I did a 10-minute quiet exercise this morning. That was hard for me. So I'm asking you to do actually a hard thing. I'm talking about three minutes, just like Candice said. Solitude before the Father, reflecting with him, and connecting with him. Okay? Um, Can we do that? Good. And then from there, I'm going to come up and we're going to do some prayer, prayer time together after that. But for this next three minutes, you are connecting to God right now. Can we do it? All right. Kick us off. I'll pray us in. God, I love you, Lord. I pray these students would find blessing in having solitude with you right now. Even though we're in a room of so many people, that's what's beautiful, Father God, is we can connect with you immediately, Lord. So I pray every student would just bring their hearts to you and say, Father God, search my heart. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.